Hi, I'm Kendra. I'm Olivia. And Josh. And this is Our Music Oddcast, and today we are going to be talking about music and Pete and Pete's. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Meow. It's like mini M&M's. There's something very satisfying about eating those. They're too small. I like, like, <laughs> but then you can just like shove a shitload of them I know, around. Like, like, that's true. You I could take like a handful them. and just kind of dump it in your mouth. They're so cute, though. I like little mini things. They, I, yeah, it's got a different texture. Last yeah. time I ate like one of those Easter bunnies, and it was made out of like M and M's and that chocolate, and I just fucking ate that. The thing. inside was filled. <laughs> and with then M&Ms. I went out, and everybody thought I was like just like messed up on something and I was just super hyper. Oh. <laughs> I was like I had like Too half of a cocktail. Half chocolate. of a cocktail and just an Easter bunny and yeah, I was hype AF. It was awesome. That'll I, do it. I used to drink like way too much Red Bull and would like have like you know, a rapidly yeah, there's beating nothing heart by the end of the night. When you're in the bar <laughs> and it's about eleven PM and your heart's just like I'm, yeah. something's wrong. <laughs> You're sweating. Can't, yeah. <laughs> like normally you'd be like, is that person on cocaine? And they're like, no. <laughs> no, just a it's lot a, of Red It's Bull. a peanut. It's like worse. not a peanut. It's a. It's worse than that. It's an Easter bunny full of M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's lit. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Onward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? The kids show The Adventures of Pete and Pete back yes. in the 90s. They had, you know, several musician or band cameos throughout the series and I thought it was really interesting so I thought that we could talk about it it's also one of my all time favorite shows I'm like kind of weird about it it was a solid watch I know I was a big fan when I was I a did kid. watch it back in the day it was so sure. weird and and just good I don't and know. they have a podcast they do I, I, I've talked about remind it remind me what the it. name is The Adventures of Danny and Mike yes <laughs> I went to a live recording yeah. or like I went like, they came through Fort Wayne and so I went and saw that and it was very funny I was going to certain episodes and it was it was like the nostalgia personified. It was hysterical. Yeah, yeah, I laughed really hard. We did go to the MST3K that was live cool. thing, which is around the same same era. Yeah. I wouldn't call it the same genre, but... No. Right? No, but that was cool, too. I heard that was fun. Yeah, it really was. It was way better than I thought it was going to be, because you never yeah. know how that stuff's going to go live. I was laughing way too hard. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I look over, and you were... It was all silent. He wasn't making a noise, but he was, like, shaking so hard because <laughs> he was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's funny. And if you know Josh, he doesn't... He's kind of a quiet guy and doesn't react a lot, so seeing him, like, shaking while laughing hysterically is really funny. I must have had funny. too many stoic. M&Ms before. Are you stoic, Josh? Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. He is, and then, like, he'll say something really funny out of nowhere. Maybe maybe that's the persona you have, like where people like do, that don't really know you, they're like, "Oh, that guy's so stoic." Yeah, or they think he's a dick. Laughing your asses off. Yeah. I, outwardly, I think I'm pretty stoic, but inside, I'm, I don't know. Not I thought that you way. were a huge dick the first time I met you. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I know. I've told you that story before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went up to him and said something really stupid because he had, because um, you know, he always had like the long hair, and then he cut his hair pretty short and. Um, you had a friend with you that also had his hair cut like the exact same way. And I walked up and said something idiotic, like, Oh, you guys look like the Gallagher brothers or something. And then he just kind of stared at me. Like I was an idiot. Cause it was an idiotic <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> smooth. Yeah. Totally smooth. Wait. And out of that, you got that I was the dick. <laughs> that story. Did anyone else not get that? <laughs> well, I thought that maybe you could just like, politely laugh or say something yeah. back but i think you guys have just it's too back real from, for that shit olivia i know right <laughs> you guys have just gotten yeah. back from south by southwest at that point i think 
right? Like you and Jay did? We were either getting back or leaving. Yeah. And I'd, we'd probably played maybe a couple shows in a, in a row, like three days in a row in different. Might have been indie, mm-hmm. then somewhere else, then up to Fort Wayne. I want to see the matching haircuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must find a picture. I'm curious. <laughs> I know, you probably have one. I think that show is on, I think, yeah, that show's on YouTube. Probably. Or part of it. Yeah. Because I, I saw myself in the video. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> do you ever do that? You watch somebody else's band, like you watch a video of them, and then you see yourself in the audience, and you're like, oh, weird. I don't like that. Pete yeah. and repeat walk into a bar. <laughs> With the same Pete goes effect. to the bathroom. Who's left? Repeat. Pete and repeat. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's some joke that's I was just like yeah. that, right? Yeah. My dad okay. used to tell a joke like that. I don't know if the younger listeners would even... I've heard of that, maybe. Are you young, though? Are our I know. listeners young? Let us know. I don't know. You never know. That shit gets recycled. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. It really does. It's like, I, like, my friend has a bunch of daughters, and they were playing MASH, and I was like, oh, shit, I know exactly how <laughs> to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. That's true. Speaking of that age, when you play MASH, that's when Pete and Pete was on. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, Yeah. So tell me about the musical guests. Well, first, it was, you know, a beloved show from Nickelodeon in the 90s, and it followed two brothers named Pete Wrigley through suburban childhood. Big Pete was kind of a teenager, I'd say. Yeah, he was in high school. Like 15, and then yeah. Little Pete was around middle school age. So it's set in Wellsville, New York, but it was actually filmed in New Jersey, I think, for the most part. Ooh. Yeah, the show was created by... Will McRobb and Chris Fiscardi, and ran from 1993 to 1996. And those guys had involvement in lots of different shows. I think eventually Run and Stimpy, which is another oh, really good oh, one. Love that show. Yeah. Another groundbreaking show. Mm-hmm. Definitely not originally intended for children. No. <laughs> yeah, the very first episode has a skit that's like the flying butt pliers. It's really weird. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> so the Pete's were played by Michael C. Morona and Danny Tamborelli. And they navigate friendships, school bullies, bad neighbors, and dealing with parents in a totally relatable way. Preposterous at times, though, too. And the show is full of cameos by not just band members, but famous actors like Steve Buscemi, Chris Elliott, B.B. Newworth, Janine Garofalo, Adam West, and J.K. Simmons. I and mean, then Janine even- Garofalo was in everything <laughs> at that point. She was in some stuff. I mean... She then, was. I mean, she, she was, like, was blowing like, up. That was like the height wise. of her. Yeah. Like, yeah. she was like peaking. And um, even kidnapping victim Patty Hearst was in the show too, which is random. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the musicians that made appearances on the show. First one, um, and I found a lot of this information off Flavorwire, but first one is LL Cool J. Huh. Talk about. I don't remember. Seeing like, that's that really one. funny because I've, <laughs> I've been like on an LL Cool J kick lately. Really? Like, really? Something <laughs> like a phenomenon. Yeah. Something like a phenomenon. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the Adidas, on my the winter. Adidas jacket's like classic in the chain. Yeah, so he was a hip-hop artist and rapper turned actor for a brief period. I mean, I don't know if he still acts. Do you guys? I have no idea. I'm yeah. sure he's out there doing something. He played Little Pete's homeroom teacher in Mr. Thornberry episode Sick Day. And <laughs> That's so random. Yeah. I love it. I know. <laughs> so Richard Edsom, Sonic Youth's first drummer turned actor, Played the janitor, Mr. Beverly, who has a crush on um, Big Pete's crush, the math teacher. And she was actually played by indie rocker Sid Stroh. She played Mrs. Fingerwood. 
What, what was she from? Um, she played the math teacher, but no, she no, was no, also but, an indie rocker. Like, was she in a band or? I think it's just a solo artist. Type. Um, yes, huh. never heard true. of her. I couldn't yeah, find. Cool. I couldn't uh, find much about her online other than that. And the Richard Edson was also in that famous Ferris Bueller's Day Off scene where they steal the car and they're you know they're driving. Oh, he's the guy that steals it. The, yeah, the valet yeah, he's guy. One of the yeah. guys. that's such a great scene. It really is. Yeah, they're, like they're like airborne. Fuck yeah, I'll totally <laughs> take this car. <laughs> Gordon Gano from. Violent Femmes. Violent Femmes. Yeah, he plays Ellen Pete's, Big Pete's um, substitute math teacher, Mr. Zink, in the episode X equals Y. So it's funny about the Violent Femmes because it took me until I was like in my late 20s to realize that they're probably like one of my top five favorite bands. But I've always listened to them and I love them. And they've been around since before I was born, you know? They played here. I think when I was in middle school. I wasn't 21 yet. Well, I I wasn't either. Um, They played, I think, at the Coliseum. Well, they played at Piers, too. Oh, okay. The Coliseum. Um, I think they played at the Coliseum. Because I know I saw them, and I think that's where I saw them at. Maybe they're, like, opening for somebody? Must have been. Yeah, there was a... I think there was... um, Three or four bands playing. Oh, it might have been, like, one of the Edge Fests. Yeah, I think it was. But, yeah, the first no. real show I ever went to was the Violent Femmes. Oh, that's My cool. sister took me. That's awesome. I think I was like 13, 12 or 13. It dragged me to this Violent Femmes show. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Hell I yeah. always went to concerts with my sister, too. My sister, Sarah. She was nice enough to let me go with her and her friends sometimes. But then occasionally they would just leave me in there. Like It was kind of like, okay, we got you here, but like you're off on your own. Right. <laughs> But it, I don't know. It's kind of good. Do you agree when you kind of learn to like hold your own at shows when you're young? Because then it's not as shocking. Well, when, how, what do you mean by young? <laughs> well, I guess you know before your twenties. Oh, because yeah. Because then you kind of know, like, oh, this is what happens when like everybody rushes like at the same time and tries to like get up close to the stage, and when like people get kind of aggressive in the audience, which happens even with when you're not seeing like a like hardcore band. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's good to get exposed early, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of learned the rules of the pit. (laughs) (laughs) Pick that shit up. Like, if you see somebody fall down, pick them up. Don't be a dick. The only time I've ever gotten, like, aggressive with anybody at a show, I was in my 20s, and I was at the Bluebird in Bloomington at a show with my sister. I don't remember who we were seeing. But this stupid lady with, like, this big, fat purse, she wanted my spot so she kept like purposely hitting me with her purse with her bag and it went on for a while because i was like all right just like take the high road she'll stop and you'll be cool and she didn't so finally i grabbed it and like threw it at her which i don't i'm not usually that type of person I can't so see it was, you doing that, that's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she left she walked away and i had the spot to myself then there good go. yeah that's, that's shitty, that's yeah. shitty. Yeah. it was really shitty Okay, so Debbie Harry, um, frontwoman of new wave punk band Blondie, played the neighbor, and I couldn't find her name, but they try, the Beats try to scam her out of money. They plant landmines in people's yards and then pretend that they're searching for old landmines. But this, I love, I love that the concept Safe. is like, these children I know right. <laughs> have <laughs> access to fucking landmines. Well, and it was also they they're could raise real. money so little Pete could buy a jetpack. That's legit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would want to do the same thing. Yeah. I remember there's like an episode where there's like an alien that only ate ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much in. Um, and you can't even get season three on DVD. They There's like a whole issue where Viacom won't release the 
the season because it's oh. all like it was all done and ready to be released, but because they couldn't get some of the band's Licensing permission, issues. yeah. Yep. And then now it's like so far gone. You know, different record labels have taken over, and is there any it's way like to never watch gonna it? Happen. No. Stream it? No. No, there's no. It's not online anywhere that I found. If anybody knows, That's let me so know. That's so crazy. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some website where you can watch that. Well, somewhere. there's a there's a website. Yeah. Well, not a website. A Facebook page that I follow. It's called um, Storm the Viacom Warehouse. And it's you know it's a joke off of the the whole like Storm Area Fifty One thing. Cause it's yeah. fans that want season three, <laughs> so it's fun to occasionally <laughs> we demand get updates season from them. three. Yeah, give it to us. I want season three. I have the first two seasons. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if you guys remember this band. I do for sure. The band Luscious Jackson. They yeah. make an appearance. Yeah, okay. yeah. MTV. Did that Naked Eye yeah. song, which they play cool. during Little Pete's Middle School Dance. And fun fact about the band. Um, Kate Schellenbach from the band was the original drummer for Beastie Boys. I did not know that. Huh. That's tight. Yeah. Didn't know that, yeah. Yeah, and that episode's Dance Fever. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Pearson, singer for the rock new wave band, the B-52s, plays an eccentric millionaire, Mrs. Vandeveer, who tries to help the kids locate the missing ice cream man, Mr. Tasty. Oh, my God. I think I remember that episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. Re- I remember also, Mr. Tasty. there's another like, It's funny to think about, one. like knowing these people like i know what i want to know the story i couldn't find anything online but i want to know how all these bands ended up on the show like if they were just friends with a lot of people or friends with somebody at a label or how that even happened i don't yeah i, I don't yeah. know that's so funny though mm-hmm. also in that episode michael stipe frontman of alternative rock band rem he plays the rival ice cream man captain scummy who sells the slicicles? Yeah. I just love, I, like, just the fact that all of these people are, like, on this children's TV show. It's so ridiculous. And they have no idea. Yeah. They, it, well, like, they're talking about this, like, when I saw them and the nostalgia thing. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, for some of them, like, you know, my dad would freak out and be like, oh, my gosh, you're going to meet this person yeah. next week. And so, like, you know, we play the record for me or whatever. And That's cool. He's like, so they're like, <laughs> oh, I've heard of this band or whatever. So he was like excited to meet Iggy Pop when they, he came on there and stuff. That and even the music that they played in the background, which was written a lot by the band Polaris, which we'll talk about them mm-hmm. here pretty soon. I mean, it was just good stuff because I remember liking the theme song. And yeah. it was before I really was into music when I was watching the show. So, I mean, maybe just like Disney songs at the, that point. So definitely kind of shaped what I ended up liking later on. It's legit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Michael Stipe, it doesn't get any bigger than Michael Stipe in 1993. Well, yeah, I had no like, idea yeah. the biggest singer in the world, yeah. maybe, at that point. And that was the episode, What We Did on Our Summer Vacation. Driving an ice cream truck. Yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> it was a good one because Mr. Tasty disappears and, you know, all summer long, which would have been it's a like nightmare tasty. for any kid. Yeah, because <laughs> they went the blue tornado bars. But I was really excited about this one because I love her, but Juliana Hatfield, indie singer-songwriter, Played lunch lady Emma, yes. who befriends Big Pete and ultimately escapes her job in the lunchroom for Don't Tread on Pete. <laughs> yeah, we totally watched that last week or so. Yeah. She's only in it for like 10 seconds, maybe. She's it's in great. A, no, she's in a little longer than that because at the end when she does escape, because oh, he, he sees back. her in the beginning, yeah. Okay, the first scene in the beginning, she's at maybe yeah, a couple 10 seconds. seconds yeah. It's a cute episode. Did you guys ever get into her music? I haven't heard it. Oh, okay, I really liked her. I liked Mazzy Star a lot, too. Yeah. I've heard Mazzy Star. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just really, I'm, I'm not the, the person that knows names in yeah. general. Yeah. 
Like you would know the songs for sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. But like, yeah, I just I'm. Do you remember what was like that? even like track numbers? I'm like, I know it's like track seven on this <laughs> oh, I'm album. Track seven that. on the orange but cover it's like, album. But they yeah. ask me the song name. I'll never. I'm oh, so bad with song names or even like, lyrics or like I'll know a band, but I won't know any band members' names. Yeah. She had, um, do you remember the movie Reality Bites with, mm-hmm. okay, she had a song mm-hmm. on that. It was um, Spin the Bottle. It was pretty big because that one and that Lisa Loeb song were probably like two of the biggest songs from that soundtrack. Great soundtrack, by the way. Next one you'll be excited about, Kendra. Um, Iggy Pop. I yeah. love him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love him. Yep. Like, he's the guy where it's like, I don't have like daddy issues, so I'm not like really interested in guys like over 10 years older than me. Yeah. Like, um, but if I had a fucking time machine and I could go back in time and be anybody's groupie, it would be his. That's like, an in- interesting choice. Yeah. 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 No. He was I, a pretty good looking dude back in 1975. Yeah. I mean, even I don't when, know. Like just something about like the, the performance the aura, yeah. and like just like, persona. like capturing that stage and like just be, like the whole like raw power of raw it all. Power you know, like, is just, my jam. That album is so good. I don't know. And like being like, now I want to be your dog. Like that's sexy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he still looked pretty good in the, the lust for life video back in. Yeah. That was, was like 50. late nineties. And he was, he was pretty old then. Yeah. But yeah, he was shirtless and looked pretty good. That dude's always been ripped. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is punk rock legend and Stooges frontman. And he plays James Pop Mecklenburg, Nona's dad. And Nona is played by actress Michelle Trachtenberg. Who yeah, I just love that. Like, it's like, oh, like his like little friend. It's like Iggy Pop is <laughs> yeah. her dad. Right. Like, and I like, I, I knew that even back then. I'm like, somebody told me like, you realize that's a famous rock musician yeah. is her dad. But I always liked his character. Like yeah. before they told me that, I was like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And he was in four episodes. Mm-hmm. So Halloweenies, Farewell, My Little Viking, Road Warrior, and Dance Fever. Apples <laughs> in Stereo. I think this might have been season I love three. That band. Yeah, me too. I got my nephew one of their records. Okay, so I'm like that weird aunt where like that's he was weird. five. He was fucking five years old, and I bought him a record player because that's not, yeah, that's, that's not excessive. Cool. I had one of those Fisher Price record players, like a real record player. No, I got him like you a put... nice, like seventy five dollar, like third man record oh, okay. like, well, combo. Like nice. it was like, but I was like, well, I mean, like he's a really meticulous kid. So I mean, he's like ten now, yeah. but he, it's still in good condition, and his records are mint. So yeah. I bought good. him, but the first record I ever bought him was the Apples and Stereo album. Cool. When he's fifteen, <laughs> he's gonna dust that baby off and just be. Set. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Right now, he wants. He, right now, he like really wants to be like Dead Mouse or the Chainsmokers. So, oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna steer him back to rock and roll eventually. Yeah, they yeah. kind of go off and. But it's know, like, like you know they do their own while. thing. Yeah. 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 Well, if you think about it, the stuff that they play on like most kid shows is just like absolute shit, and the stuff that they even play at school events and gym class and stuff, it's awful. So no wonder that they kind of steer towards that stuff for a while. Remember my sister. Not too long ago, I got in her car and she had Yanni playing for her daughter. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to calm these kids down. These, But they love, it's down. funny because now a few years later, um, Scarlett, she's nine and her favorite, um, you know, musician is Post Malone. Right. Just really funny. Huh. <laughs> but they like, like Taylor Swift and a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pop. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. So yeah, the, I don't remember that the episode that they're in and I don't. I think it might have been season three, but so I don't know if that one's one hundred percent true. If they just visited the set or if they were actually in the show, but it says on everything that I could find online says that they actually made an appearance on the show. 
next one also you're gonna like David Johansson, frontman of rock punk band New York Dolls, yep. plays the Ranger Thorson in episode Oh Golden Pete. And also kind of a fun fact, um, in the beginning credits, the gym that's sh- or the they show like the school and everything. Um, it's actually the same gym that was used for the Not a Serve popular video, oh, which cool. was huge. But I mean, I don't yeah. know what year that came out, but. Yeah, like that was one of the first of albums that I I bought. That band's really good. Just if you yeah. listen to the rest of their stuff, it, they're actually really good. I like that they have this song. And it's like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna have a party. And I'm like, I don't know why that song. Yeah, they got a really sense happy. of humor, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now we'll get to Polaris, who is sort of a fictional band, kind of created for the show. It was, they used members of Indie Rockers, Miracle Legion, but they lost um, one of the band members in the process, Ray Neal. He dropped out of the project pretty early on. But fronted by Mark Malacki, included included guitarist Ray Neal, Dave McCaffrey on bass, and Scott Boutier on drums. They wrote 12 songs for the show. And yeah, and then their song played their song Hey Sandy plays in the opening credits of all all the episodes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, is the that opening like the, song's good. Is that like the episode? Like there's an episode where Pete finds this Hard one Days song, Pete. Yeah. And he's Hard like Days Pete. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> obsessing over it and he's like trying to figure out who plays the song and he starts up his own pirate radio station and just yeah. plays it over and over and over again <laughs> until somebody tells him who it is. What was that band? That's them. That's okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He was like obsessed and he's like, I need to know. <laughs> they eventually released an album with all the, the songs from Recently. the show. Well, they, they, they Are did. They re- no, they repressed it on vinyl yeah. for um, Record Store Record Day store a couple day. years ago. They yeah, did. Because awesome. I think originally it was released in 99, but then, you know, re-released. And they went on a tour. Let's see. I think I have the dates. Yeah, they toured in 2014, 2015 and released the, re-released the album and some new material. It's so great. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boutier and McCaffrey are um, also played with Frank Black and the Catholics from 97 to 2003. And the band reunited after kind of, you know, um, taking a break for a while in 2012 for the Cine Families Everything is Festival and for a Pete and Pete reunion. <laughs> and they were even, I, this was a random fact that I saw online, but they were even joined by Rain Phoenix, sister of Joaquin and River Phoenix um, on vocals for that show. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Didn't know. She was a singer. And I didn't know they had a singer or a sister named Rain. Yeah, they have Summer and Rain, and I think that might be it, but I'm not positive. Hmm. It's a fascinating name. And then, so it's like Summer, Rain, River, Joaquin. And then Joaquin. Well, he, like, that's like the odd one out for yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that doesn't I, fit. I know for a while, I don't know, and this is weird because I actually have a tree named Leaf Phoenix. This is weird. But, um, <laughs> after him, but I his like name. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. It's my favorite tree. It's a good looking tree. It is. It's, it's really beautiful. That's so adorable. <laughs> I'm so happy. But yeah, that was his name for a while. I don't know if that was what he was born or if it was Joaquin and then he changed it to the Leaf but, and then change it back. I'm not really sure, but... Interesting. Yeah. But my tree is named after him. And Josh, you were in kind of a fake band for a while, the the kids' band, the Final Horizon. I know we talked about it the other episode, but um, just thought you might have something to offer from the experience. What's it like playing, you know, in a, in a complete different setting where you would go from, like, playing bars with drunk people to playing, like, shows with tons of little kids? Oh, yeah. It was so weird playing in front of kids. You can't I, say anything I bad. think we drank before the show too. <laughs> we played a show at that Matilda Jane 
mm-hmm. um, clothing thing, and it was like free beer for us for sure. <laughs> and you know, typical, we're basically Thunderhawk, and we're yeah, Tom McSod, and we're like pounding beers behind this dumpster. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then there's like Tom's Tom. chain smoking like a pack of cigarettes. All these like adorable little kids are asking like Tom and you guys for autographs afterwards. Yeah. It was. That's- Really did you guys, like, take pictures behind the cutouts of, like, the characters that were drawn to yes, you? Yes, they did. That's fun. Yeah, that was a really cool show, too. They went all out. There was all kinds of, like, little theme tables set up and all kinds yeah. of fun stuff for the kids to do. And they actually paid the decent money for stuff like that, too. Yeah. Like, way better than you would get at our dive bar. <laughs> I wonder shows. if you can still get that album. What what's It's called Numero One, right? Yeah, I, they took it's it. It's a really good album. It got taken down off of Spotify, I know, which is really well. I mean, they can't. The clothing line's done, so they. Yeah, but I mean, keep the songs up there. They're still good to listen to. The, you could get the album for a while online. I think I even saw it on eBay recently, but that's about it. I think. Yeah, I don't know where to get it. Yeah, it's kid safe. (laughs) Thunderhawk songs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it. That's. I mean, it's a pretty big list of people that that were on the show, but that's that's pretty legit. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah, like, thinking about that and, like, always kind of liking, like, alternative music and stuff like that as, like, a small kid, like, that probably had a decent influence on it. Because I remember, like, when you kept on playing that Polaris song over and over again, like, I remember that episode because I was like, that song is fucking good. It was. It's good. Like, it's a good song. (laughs) I get it, dude. I get it. (laughs) Then I totally remember being in that position where, because, you know, back when we were younger, you'd hear a song on the radio and you wouldn't necessarily know who it was. So you'd have oh, to yeah, like, like today you'd you have to somehow find it, it by listening mm-hmm. for hours, which I did lots of times. Or, or you go down yeah. to the record store and ask the guy. You could randomly, yeah. Wood Nickel like, was pretty good I got about that. A song that. that goes like this, and they might know it. Yeah, you'd have to remember something. Or I remember yeah. even once like humming a song, and they they actually figured it out. See, <laughs> I remember. Take that internet. I know, right? I was like obsessed with like. Yeah, when you're a kid, you like random shit. Like I remember being oh, yeah. obsessed with like Belle Biv DeVoe. Like that song, yeah. Poison. Like I fucking loved that song. And There's then, some well-crafted songs back then. Like. I know. And I remember uh, my first favorite song that I can remember like being obsessed with was Susudio by Phil Collins. Oh, it's good. I love Another Phil good Collins. one, yeah. <laughs> Not funny. a bad one. I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that I really liked when I was younger. I remember the... It wasn't like an important band for me, but the first time my sister and I actually kind of became friends um, over music, like bonding over music, was over the um, Green Day Dookie album. Good, good she would she would like murder songs. She would play them over and over and over in her bedroom at night. And I like I couldn't hear the song "Angel" by Jimi Hendrix. Like I still can't probably listen to it to this day because <sighs> she would listen to it so often. And some Pearl Jam, and <laughs> she loved the Vitology <laughs> album. It's good, but yeah, that was something that she played, and I was like, I I kind of like this. I mean, I liked you know some of the other stuff too, but before she killed it. I would hope you would like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then, like, other songs are fine, just that one. I had a crush on a boy in, like, fourth grade, and he's like, I bet you don't even listen to this stuff. And so... Vanilla Ice. So, like, for my birthday, all I wanted was, like, a Green Day CD, but it was right when Insomniac came out, so it was a little bit harder than Dookie. Yeah. Especially for a fourth grader that never really actually listened to much alternative music. Yeah. Um... But I remember my sister and I like being like obsessed with the song. It's like, Mom and Dad don't look so hot these days. Like, so my band did that for. Um, there's this thing here called Down the Line where it's like locals covering legends and blah that's blah super blah. Cool. Yeah. So we did a Green Day set, and that was Brat was the name of the song. I was like, that's the one we have to do. Like 100. percent Like Kurt Plunk. Yeah. I like that album too. That's yeah. their first album, I think. It's good times. Yeah, Josh, did you have any songs when you were younger that kind of stood out? 
Or like one of those songs that you felt like you had to find. Tomorrow by Silverchair was definitely one of those that I like had to find the singer of, and then I was like weirdly obsessed with them for a long time. I love the Dead Milkmen because they were local. Oh my god, yeah. I love that band. To so where much. I lived, and they that song was on MTV Punk Rock Girl, and I just was like, this is it. Like mm-hmm. I want to be, I'm going to play music, and that's what I want to do. I remember like when I first got into punk rock, hearing Dead Milkmen and that song Bitch and Camaro. Yeah, that too. And yeah. I thought that was like the funniest fucking song. <laughs> That's awesome. So you probably saw them a lot, huh? Yeah. Um, That's lucky. The singer for that band was friends with my friend, and he would give him rides places. So I, just, I would see him like, that's Joe Gennaro or whatever his name was. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. A lot of bands didn't come our way. So when we were younger, like if you were lucky enough to have them come nearby, you know, you'd have, usually have to go to Indianapolis or, or somewhere in Ohio or Chicago. Yeah. 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 Randomly, they'd come to Fort Wayne, but not often. Mm-mm. Because we did get a couple good ones. Just depends. Yeah. Oh, Pete and Pete. I think that's a that's it for this mini that's episode. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. And uh, check out our Patreon, and we'll mm-hmm. be doing some uh, music-centered movie reviews. Yeah. It's going to be it awesome. It should be interesting. And also, let us know if you have one of those songs that you know you had to like work really hard to find, or it was just stuck in your head, and you loved it when you were younger. Because I love those stories. <laughs> All right. Toodaloo. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.